0: which includes all the podcast video content and supplemental screen shares. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes. With that being said, I'm your host, David, a.k.a. Reverse Long, and this is the Friendly Bear Podcast. Let's dive in. What's up, everyone? So this is a Friendly Bear Podcast book club uh, podcast. We got Anchored VWAP by... Brian Shannon, I don't know if you can see it. So we both got the book. Um, I'm about to interview Brian Shannon actually tomorrow. Uh, this is probably going to come out later and the Brian Shannon's podcast is going to come out, uh, later as well, but this is going to come out before the Brian Shannon podcast. So we both, Joe and I, Joe Kennedy and I from Macro Jabber, we started a new podcast also called Macro Jabber to cover macro stuff and, uh, economic, events and current events and yeah so go check that out it's gonna be it's available on all audio platforms and uh and youtube as well so like go check that out we're working on that that's going to be a really big project for us uh going forward but yeah anyway we both read anchored vwap and uh yeah i got a lot of takeaways you know i trade small caps and short sell small caps joe trades options and um and you know, looks at bigger picture events and stuff like that. And but you know, Joe also traded with me in Trade Space in Puerto Rico, and I was showing him all of the trading that I do. So he's very familiar with short selling and short selling small caps, especially. Um, but yeah, so Joe, uh first of all, how's it going? And what do you think about the book? How how you how'd you go about the book overall? Good,
1: good, appreciate you having me on to talk about it. Um, a little more context. I'm still a relatively newer trader. And I think anybody who's read Brian Shannon's books, he's kind of like a, he reminds me of like a drill sergeant almost. He has so many like lines. Uh, and I subscribe to Alpha Trends too, just as another aside. He has so many lines that he repeatedly <laughs> uses that like are just so reinforcing. So I marked a lot of those throughout the book because it's easy to get pretty like. Brian Shannon's very into having a plan. He's always like, he never mentions a trade without saying like, how are you managing your risk? To start off. And um, I'd never really seen people use an anchor volume range average price as the risk. So I think that was the most interesting piece for me um, in reading this book.
0: So using the anchor VWAP as as a risk, is that is that how he's going about or how you so, guys are going about it?
1: Yeah, so I I read his other book too. Have you read the multiple timeframes technical analysis on multiple timeframes?
0: I have it on my bookshelf, and like you know so what I mean. Uh, it's, <laughs> it
1: it doesn't trade it's, it. doesn't it it doesn't fit your style nearly as much as like it fits mine with trading. But one thing that I like I've used anchored view ops a lot just for significant events. Like last year, everyone was talking about the COVID view because they put an anchor down at like the March whatever twenty twenty level, and a lot of stocks reacted that Microsoft, Nvidia, spy overall. And I never considered necessarily like the direction of the volume weighted average price and the psychology of what it means around that AVWAP, right? So, like, if there's an upward rising AVWAP and the stocks above the upward rising, like the buyers are like heavily in control. And if that's aligning with like your eight, your 21, your 50 EMA, like you have a lot of momentum on your side, which is what Brian Shannon's all about talking about with trading, right? Is trading with the momentum.
0: Yeah. Um. Um. So. So. Okay. So, in the beginning of the book, um, it talks about the VWAP, how the institutions use it, and like how the VWAP is considered if uh, like what the novice trader, um, the price the novice trader buys it at. So, if the institution buys it at a worse price, you know they that's not good for the for them.
1: <laughs> if they're so, buying at a higher price, right? That's yeah. That's so
0: they, they yeah. So they use they just use it as that plain and simple and then they they have like algorithms that are designed to to buy a big position and split it up so that they buy it at a price less than the VWAP so it's
1: right it's designed it's, to buy it yeah and he goes into all the psychology of that and it's really interesting to hear him talk about that i mean i've charts up right now that i'm looking at and you'll see it's kind of like how you architect out like the story behind a short sell so, like you'll if an institution's buying a million shares of microsoft over the span of six months, like sometimes you'll see these anchors be literal magnets to the stock and then they get bought right back up because they're waiting for it to get it down see, to that yeah. price. And then that's when the algo is going to kick in. So they're not chasing it way above the VWAP. But you just don't know like what the institutional orders are. And another time that you see it is like CRM had earnings on um, Friday or Thursday Salesforce and it had like a 17% gap. And the volume weight average price off that opening candle on that huge gap showed the sellers were in control. It sold off quickly, came back right to the VWAP, sold off, came right back to the VWAP, sold off. So, so, so
0: that that's indicating that, uh, like a uh, institution was there to buy that up at the lower prices to su- act as support.
1: Potentially, yeah, exactly, or it was acting as resistance, right? So they're profit okay. taking. So they come up, there, profit take. They go down, they come up, they profit take. Um. And it's an interesting way to manage risk as well, because he, he showed multiple charts throughout the book where the AVWAPs were lining up, right? So it'd be testing one and then your stop is above the other or vice versa. Um, and something I thought about as I was coming on the Friendly Bear, because you read about institutions have to accumulate stocks of Microsoft, Google, NVIDIA, Tesla. Is it the same way for small caps? Like I don't know if, if uh, a fund would have the same mandate to buy some company that you're trying to short, right?
0: interesting that you pointed out so that's why personally i i from my experience um i try to be really aware of um institutional presence in a a stock so like you can see the institutional percentage in in a in a small cap stock there's a lot of like for example biotechs or pharmaceuticals sometimes they even though like they're making no money or whatever there's a high institutional presence. Like I'm I'm talking about somewhere between 40% to 70%, you know, it, it, the, on, the, on the higher side of that 60, 70%, I almost don't even want to be part of that because yep. you're going to be, even if a stock goes, squeezes exponential or jumps up on use exponentially, who knows? Maybe there, there's these institutions have algos and stuff to keep, uh, to keep the, the stock very stubborn at whatever level it's at, right. you know? So, you know, it's, it's just, uh, they they have sophisticated things Yeah, They have algos and they have, um, and why do they have an institutional presence in the first place? Why, why does, a one of these companies, that's not a good company, you know, like have a high institutional presence. So maybe like an institution is just, uh, like they have a hail, like, you know, pharmaceuticals, biotechs, whatever they yeah, they they have a chance, let's say they have a cancer drug or an Alzheimer's drug or something, they made a, you know what I'm saying? They they convinced uh, an institution to make a, to give them a shot, you know, yep. to give them an investment. And that's enough to keep, and the institution has uh, algos and sophisticated things involved. So like, I don't know, so for example, there's a stock AMAM, um, it, it's off, it went up uh, earlier, late last year. From 30 cents to like six bucks or something and just like refuse to die so like a lot of these institutional stocks high institutional presence they refuse to die they just hang around a certain area because like like you said like um they have these algos that buy the vwap or like you know they yep. sell around the vwap or you know it's just very stubborn and it's like why is a retail trader do i want to fight that you know so whenever i see yep. institutional presence i I I I mostly avoid it. Um and reading this book, yeah, I kind of confirmed that. Like okay, so VWAP there's a lot of institutional traders and institutional algos and all this stuff trading around the VWAP. So like yeah. you know so when I when I'm reading these kind of books and like it's a lot of pages and maybe like 10 15% of it relates to how I trade. That right. is enough to give me a, a, a increase my edge. You know what yep. I mean? I just a, you know, so that's all you need, and um, you know, it's most of my books are are through audio, and this one's not on audio, so I gotta I gotta buckle down and read it. So like um, yeah, so like I got that out of it, you know. So like, okay, I really gotta be aware of this institutional presence, um, in these small caps because like I don't want to be fighting. I'm I'm just a small guy. Like you see me here in the in the office, I look pretty sophisticated. I'm nowhere near sophisticated like an right. institution. <laughs> so I don't have algos. So um. But yeah, that's that's what I'm taking out of it. And also he he pointed out like the VWAP algos in the algo section like in the morning these algos are designed to like really sell and buy in the first hour and the last hour, which is kind of what we know. But yep. like they're splitting the 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 order, let's say even oh and then it just says Warren Buffett uses uh VWAP. Yep. yep. <laughs> and you know it's like he's when Warren Buffett's buying something, he has this massive order and he doesn't want to just like Front run it or something, or yep. gives some give someone away his, his posi- It's like a chess game, so he they, the algo buys it around or below, tries to buy it below. It's designed to buy it below the VWAP and split the orders up in the first hour and the last hour. So that you know that's another thing that confirmed. Even though I already know this, it really solid. It reminds me to to stick to like what the fundamentals are with trading, which is like the first hour and the last hour to be cognizant of the. Of the volatility because of this, because of war- the Warren Buffett's of the world, of the institutions of these algos like are trading off of VWAP and now anchored VWAP. So, yep. yeah. So what are your thoughts on that, Joe? All I'd that. be
1: curious, having uh, seen you trade and I have Toss open and I primarily use TradingView for my charting. I use Toss for other stuff. Toss has a really weird way. It's not intuitive to apply an anchored volume made at average price. You have to like code it in. Whereas in TradingView, you just source, click yeah. the AVWAP uh, indicator or whatever, and you click the candle you want to anchor it to. It's like super quick. Yeah, so so I'd be, uh, yeah. I'd be curious on the some of the names you trade. Like, I don't remember any of the tickers, but I know we talk about them. I look at the chart sometimes. They have that high volume one day event. And I'd yeah. be curious to see how the AVWAP relates to the volume weighted average price, the continuous one, and how that would impact your decision making, right? Yeah. Because the volume weighted average price over the... You know, could be much lower than what the anchored volume rate average price it could tell a bit more of the story to what you're what you're trying to do.
0: Absolutely. So yeah, that's another good point. So in the book, so Toss is thinkorswim. And um in the book, uh Brian says like TC two thousand. I think that's TC two thousand. Yeah, T- like, TC
1: two thousand, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a charting service and you pay per month. It's a more sophisticated one, but you pay for it. You know, like with any charting service, you gotta get used to it. Um, so like I, I started with thinkorswim back in the beginning and I stuck with it. It looks like Joe likes it too. Thinkorswim yep. is, is pretty sick and it, it's free. So, you know, uh, if you're not a profitable trader yet, or you're, you're just starting to get profitable, you don't want to like have this mental, uh, thing weighing you down of like paying for the service yeah uh forever, you know, because now you're, you depend on it. So I think th- thinkorswim really benefits, but like thinkorswim, whenever I, I, someone mentioned VWAP or anchored VWAP now and or like whatever EMAs like every charting service does it a little bit different so like um like for example TC2000 worked with Brian Brian Shannon uh to implement the anchored VWAP so it's like seamless however with Thinkorswim yeah you're going to have to like code it but i think just for the way i trade personally um i know a lot of people watch the friendly bear podcast cuz they they trade similarly or they can understand the small caps way I trade and apply it to the way they do, the way they want to trade or trade is, um, you know, you just got to understand the concepts of anchored VWAP. You know what I mean? That's what yeah. I'm understanding because I'm still going to use VWAP generally or like, you know, the four EMA on the daily. Like for example, for what I use, I'm not going to code the anchored VWAP, but I am aware. Okay. There is, you know, like for example, the anchored VWAP is different from the VWAP because I see, for example, on a stock that gaps up for almost no reason, uh, that VWAP is thrown off. It's like yep. the VWAP from yesterday and the VWAP from today is like different and it, it should align and the anchored VWAP corrects that. So it's yep. more accurate. And then now you're getting a more accurate view of like what the institutions are thinking and like what they're trading off of because, because ev- the institutions are, they're considering the, the anchored VWAP for the most part, from what I understand, because it's a more accurate, um, uh, you know, presentation of like what's going on. And like the, the institutions got to report to their clients and the clients got to know, okay, the, you know, if you look in, so I don't know, Joe, if you saw like in the filings, I don't know if you're into filings, but in the filings, there's a lot of stipulations that say, oh, uh, we, we can sell the warrants at the 12-day average of the VWAP or something.
1: Oh, I've seen never that? seen that, no.
0: Yeah, it's all this language in there. So, like, the, these <laughs> firms and stuff, they're they're presenting to their clients that have the warrants or whatever. They said, okay, we executed the warrants at the price below VWAP. And the client's like, oh, okay, so I got a good price. Right. You know? As opposed to, like, oh, y- y- we executed the warrant price. And the client's like, wait a second, that's way above VWAP. You guys suck.
1: Yep. <laughs> you know, so that's crazy. I didn't know they got that technical in the, in the warrant stipulations where they could talk about like technicals, I guess. For example, there
0: was this stock, uh, VAPO that was squeezing me last November till December. And like, but everything in the filing was, it was losing 250 K per day. And it had no, (sighs) it's just a really bad company, but like the price kept going up and I was like, what the, what is going on with this thing? And, um, Cause I did, you know, white diamond did a short report on it. Me and all my friends, yeah. we did, we looked into this so the the thing was, so they had to keep the price be- above a certain uh, price limit because of the 12 day VWAP average. And then, you know, they had oh to get the goodness. market cap. The market cap had to be a certain thing for 10 days. So like on low, really, really low volume, they were able to like sneak it up to get that 12 day average. To get the market cap a certain price for a 10-day average, so they were playing games with it, and then once they got that average, they executed the whatever they needed to execute, and then it just dumped, it just f- uh, faded, and, t- and then they did an offering. So like, you know, it's it, that's what's going on. They had to get that 12-day average VWAP. So like, the anchored VWAP is a way, like the way I'm thinking is is a more accurate way to to uh, get what's going on with the institutional.
1: Yeah, exactly. Stock, you know? Especially so. from that event, whatever, like this Vapo or whatever, like it gives you yeah. a great. There like were the buyers and the sellers. Like who's underwater, who's not, etc.
0: Exactly, and um, and Joe. So, so you read the short squeeze section. So, what what were your takeaways from that one?
1: Um, just look at the HKD chart, and you'll understand the short squeeze section, honestly. Because Brian just talked about anchoring to that that triggering event. And then using that as your, as your guide of who's in control and who's out of control. I never like trade short squeeze. I would never trade along those ways. So it didn't really resonate with me per se. But kind of like you, Brian's really good at. He's like an architect, right? He can look at the 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 big picture of the whole building before he gets into like each room and the specifics of each room, right? Like he's always starting with like the weekly, the daily, the sixty-five minute, the thirty minute, the fifteen, the five, the one. Yeah. To like he's never looking the other way around where I think a lot of traders get zeroed in on like what's the one minute chart looking like and they lose picture of the whole
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: The last depending on the time frame obviously that you're trading. If you're scalping a minute, two minutes, it doesn't matter, but for the most part, generally speaking.
0: Yeah, so so zooming in and zooming out. So using the VWAP or the anchored VWAP of like the day as opposed to the the year, the right. thirty day, the sixty day. Great. Right. Um <clears throat> okay, and, and then lastly, how are so you you how do you interpret this with the op the way you trade with options and and all that?
1: Yeah, so um I trade I, I try to have a pretty similar setup. I actually have like a Brian Shannon chart up during the day because he uses the five and the twenty uh minute moving average on a fifteen minute chart as like his like his bible. Like he will never buy a stock that has a declining five day moving average. Um and the VWAP, op- it just it's just more knowledge to put in your toolkit. What direction is the VWAP? Is it going to act as like Meta had earnings a month or two ago and it opened up about 15% and then closed the day up like almost 20% and it came right to the all-time high volume weighted average price. It just gives you different levels to just like keep considering, especially if as like a discretionary technical type trader, you feel like a stock is in an area where you can't really make a decision. It's just more more tools to add to the belt.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Um, any other things you want to mention with the w- about the book before we wrap it up?
1: Maybe I'll, uh, I'll read my favorite one-liner that I marked. Okay. Success is often simply the difference between a well-planned and executed trade at a strong, analytically supported entry point and a weak, emotionally determined entry point. And guess what? That is really the difference between a professionally executed trade versus an amateurish entry. I think for anybody listening, myself included, sometimes you get a little excited just to trade throughout the day and you don't make the right decision at the right point. And a lot of times, like you and a professional trader can look at a chart and they'll do something totally different than you will. So it's always keeping that that idea in mind that you have to be pretty deliberate with your entries.
0: Awesome. And there you have it, guys. That is uh maximum trading gains with anchored VWAP, the perfect combination of price, time and volume by Brian Shannon, chartered market technician. <laughs> And I will have his interview up pretty soon, so stay tuned. All right, Joe, thanks a lot, man. I'll see you later.
1: Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. That
0: concludes today's episode. Make sure to like and subscribe to the channel on the platform you use. The Friendly Bear Podcast is hosted by me, David, where you can find me on Twitter at Reverse underscore Long. You can find the Friendly Bear Podcast at www.thefriendlybearpodcast.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music, and now on YouTube at Friendly Bear Research. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Friendly Bear Podcast.